Hi, I'm Shane Hurlbut, and I'm an ASC cinematographer. And my wife and I have created this incredible resource called the Filmmakers Academy. And we'd love for you to download and rate our app. If you're a filmmaker, do yourself a favor and download the Filmmakers Academy app today. It's available wherever you get your apps, most notably the App Store, Google Play, Amazon App Store, and the Roku Channel Store. The app includes everything on the platform for all access members and from content to community and coaching opportunities, everything you need to master your craft. So download the app. And this is the most important part. Be sure to rate it. Rating us really helps us spread the word and enhance our rankings in this dedicated app store. So if you love what we're doing, this is a way to show it. Together, let's take your career as a filmmaker to the next level. Welcome to Shane's Inner Circle Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Lydia. Welcome to the podcast. I just wanted to take a moment and thank all of you for your input, your contributions, sharing your images, helping refer to one another for onset contacts. So many things that you contribute to our community. Shane and I are awe-inspired. And I think it's just elevating this global membership to a higher level that really is something so much more than we ever imagined. So thank you for that. This month, we are tackling lifestyle questions about good work ethics, things that shape you as a leader, accomplishments, pursuing advice for families in the industry. Also, um, things about energy and special tips that we have to to retain a high level in this crazy business with 14-hour days. And ending on what challenges Shane and I have overcome and accomplishments that we are most proud of. So I encourage you to keep giving us these awesome questions to answer. Please send me notes about anything that you would like improved within the inner circle. I'm always, it's, it's your community and we want to make it the best it can possibly be for you. Personally, my favorites um, in terms of deliverables are the Onset with Shane series and the podcast, just because I feel like it's a way to virtually get into what's on your mind and what you're most concerned about. So keep submitting those questions. Question number one, here we go. What are some life moments that have influenced your good work ethics? Well, first of all, thank you that you feel that Shane and I have good work ethics. I think it's something that means an enormous amount to us. We have had so many people in our lives really influence that. I know Shane his parents, his father working two jobs. Myself, my father was very influential in terms of his curiosity, constantly challenging himself to do something better, to do it in a different way. 
That's all part of great work ethic. And Aunt Maureen and Uncle George really were two people in my life who were non-relatives, even though they should have been relatives, (laughs) aunt and uncle from another mother. I spent many summers with them in Baltimore, Maryland. And what I learned from Aunt Maureen, she was an Irish immigrant who met Amelia Earhart when Amelia landed her plane in, in a cornfield right near Aunt Maureen's house in Ireland. Extraordinary story. Anyway, Aunt Maureen taught me fearlessness, compassion, a love for people, a genuine love. She was fascinated with the way that people thought and the way that their minds worked. And Aunt Maureen started out as a buyer for Hutzler's, the local department store in Baltimore, because she had a great sense of fashion and loved it. And then she went on to developed the hospice program at one of the local hospitals. And being there when people are dying, I think gives you such a real sense of what matters in life. And so for years, she communicated that to me in such a compassionate, loving way and how she was so proud of the fact that she helped people in that final phase of life really get their needs met come full circle with family members. I mean, it was an incredibly significant contribution that she was doing. And she told me and taught me that that is our job, that we're on this earth to contribute our gifts, our, you know, whatever we can do work-wise to help others. So it's, it's not the notion that life owes us something. It's that we owe life something by participating by engaging, by being the best that we can be every day. And Aunt Maureen really practiced that through her habits. Uncle George influenced me to go into nursing, even though that wasn't the exact right choice for me. But I believe that everything that we do in life uh, is for a reason. But in terms of work ethics, I started out as a candy striper in the seventh grade in the hospital, filling water pitchers, doing transportation, helping in the clinic. And what I learned was to listen deeply to what people were saying and have compassion because they weren't feeling well and to pitch in and contribute in the best way that I could. And one thing that really cemented the habit for me was the praise. And obviously it was a non-paying job. It was totally volunteer, but Aunt Marie and Uncle George focused on how proud they were of me and what I was doing and how, what a difference I was making in terms of making people's day better. All of those things as a child, I think are so critically important in terms of cementing your habit. And it made me feel good about working every day because obviously you're not in the mood to go in every day as a volunteer. (laughs) And I did take some days off, but, you know, again, I had a purpose. I had a defined vision for my summer and I think it was very, very good for me. Shane's parents, his father, who passed away recently, taught me that work is meant to be enjoyed that work is not drudgery. And Shane has such an incredible sense of humor. 
and way that he relates to people on set. And it's directly because of his father. I think his dad really enjoyed what he did. He enjoyed engaging with others. His mother constantly said that Ronald, Shane's dad, never knows a stranger. In other words, he's so comfortable reaching out to people, talking to them, figuring them out. And this is something that I watched him do as well. I mean, Ronald worked by day for Cornell Agronomy and doing research. He loved the land, salt of the earth type of man. And then he would come home, change clothes, have a snack and go out in the field for hours until way past dinner. I mean, he'd come in for dinner and then go back out and work again to farm, you know, hundreds of acres. And so Ronald had his day job and the other job, which was his personal farming. And I think it's it's funny because I laugh when I look at the similarities between Shane and his father, because Shane obviously has his cinematography, quote unquote, day jobs, shooting feature films and commercials, you know, as an ASC cinematographer. And then he has Hurlbut Visuals, which is his other job, which he loves just as deeply. And the two interplay and educate. What I learned um, from Shane's mother is a deep love of education and helping others and giving back. She was a teacher for 35 years, sixth grade. And Sylvia loved to teach. She loved knowledge. Still does. I mean, she's still with us. But, you know, when she was teaching, she was very passionate about connecting with the children in her class and the way that they learned. And constantly changing it up and making it it exciting. And again, I see a lot of this with what we're trying to do with the inner circle um, is a direct habit from Shane's mom. So in closing on this question, I believe that habits are, are very critical to a solid work ethic. I think it's a belief and a passion with what you're doing. And having those individuals in your life that continue to inspire you, to push you. Shane is that for me, and I hope to be the same for him in terms of the people that make you a better person because they believe in you. They want you to contribute all of yourself and not hold back. I think so many times we hold pieces of ourselves back. And it's not because we don't believe in ourselves but it's just we we don't think to concentrate on that area necessarily. So, okay, question number two. As you can see, I could go on and on about that because I love that question, but we're going to move on. Question number two, what's the biggest challenge you and Shane have faced and what did you learn from it? I think personally, I've faced so many challenges in my life. And all of those challenges have made me into the person that I am today. Starting out as a young girl, I grew up with a mother with bipolar disorder. And, you know, coming to grips with what it's like to live with someone throughout life with mental illness is a major challenge. And having that deep, rich compassion for them and not just jumping into frustration mode, which is very easy to do, 
or anger or any of the other emotions because it's very challenging to live with somebody with mental illness. My mother taught me to really be patient, to be kind, to have a huge heart. That's what I learned from her. And to not judge others because we don't know their day-to-day struggles and what it's like until you've been in that exact situation. So I'm grateful to her for that. And she also really gave me a sense of ethically orienting myself, my authenticity, my fearlessness, I think comes from both of my parents, but that's what I've learned from my challenges. Um, Raising a family in the film industry has been an extraordinary challenge and there is no right way to do it. Whatever way you can best communicate and knowing yourself, knowing what your needs are, really diving into ways to fill yourself up so that you can be present for your family members. I exercise every day or almost every day. I meditate. I eat as well as I can and cheat occasionally. (laughs) But those things make me feel good. And I meet my girlfriends when Shane's out of town. I may take myself on a date night, which I know is crazy, but I inject things in my life to look forward to and to really fill myself up so that I don't get into anger, resentment, all of those negative emotions that don't serve anyone. It doesn't serve my family. It doesn't serve my children. It certainly doesn't serve Shane working his tail off on set. And as our children have been at different ages, I think it's constantly shifting and morphing and tuning into what their needs are. And essentially, we're a family that is together for half of the year and apart for half of the year with Shane on set. That is an extreme challenge to remain connected as a family, to um, be happy in a marriage, to have children that feel as though their father's present, even though he may be physically in Prague, where he is now. And I really credit Shane in terms of the way that he has come up with so many different ways of communicating with our children, of checking in, touching base. And I think it's just, it's always an evolution. So there's no balance of anything. It's how do we evolve and shift and morph to make it work based on whatever the needs are at the current moment. And I will say that I know that people really get into camps on on this, whether you stay at home, home base, or travel with the industry. Um, It's something unique for every family. Every family has to make the decision based on the members of the family and what works for the unit as a whole. The last challenge that I would like to talk about is my career. I think this is an interesting one, or I hope it is, because I've had a lot of career paths. I think that somebody could look at my winding road of career and think, wow, she was really scattered and unfocused. And so I started out as a nurse. I got a master's then 
Well, actually, let me back up a little bit. I started out as a, a pediatric nurse at Children's Hospital, then decided I needed medical school because I didn't have enough decision-making power. I applied, was horrible at standardized tests, so I didn't do well in the MCAT, but had great grades. I was rejected from 29 medical schools and waitlisted at one. I flew to Chicago, got off the wait list, got accepted for the following year, and then turned it down because I realized I hated hospitals. And I was only doing it to prove to myself that I was smart in a weird way, um, but not for the love of medicine. And nobody should go into medical school unless you really love it. Then I went into forensics, got a master's in that with a specialty in critical care. So I was a sexual assault nurse examiner. I did death investigation. I really had um, an extraordinary experience with that and still love it. I That's my hobby is forensics. I'm fascinated with it. Forensic files, my daughter and I watch all the time because I just can never get enough of forensics. And I did not pursue that. Ultimately, I was going to join the FBI Academy and profile serial killers and do all of this crazy work because I was fascinated by people. And I realized that I would have to live apart from Shane, constantly be in a commuter marriage if I were to, to do that, live all over the United States, but not be with my husband. And so that did not work. I then became a life coach, certified life coach. I helped people in my neighborhood kind of figure out where they were best suited, how to make money at it, then went into marketing and eventually started Hurlbut Visuals in 2009. The reason that I share the detail of my crazy journey is that at many points on that journey, I felt as though I was hitting incredible roadblocks with a lot of failure. Looking back at it, I realized that I was hitting the roadblocks for a reason, that I was meant to go down a different path, that I was going the wrong way because of what I would love to do. And I was lost. I think that I didn't have a good adult mentor. And I think that this is so critical and why we believe in this mentorship piece of the inner circle so deeply is that had I had somebody to really talk to, to hone me in about what I love to do, what I was passionate about, I wouldn't have had such a struggled road. That being said, I think it's made me into the leader that I am today, into the entrepreneur. I think all of these steps were necessary for me to really do what I'm doing today, to have the fearlessness that I need, to have the courage to have the skill set that I need to be able to lead a team. All of my long and winding road, the crazy path that I took, built up all of these different skill sets along the way, a deep listening. And that has been a huge challenge. I believe in myself. I believe in the direction that we're going. I think not being so self-critical has been my greatest lesson because, and I, and this is not from a cocky perspective, and I know that a lot of you can relate to this. 
When you have a number of things that you enjoy doing or that you may be talented in, it's very, very difficult to just pick one. And so if you love shooting and you love being a musician, how do you choose? And you're good at both. And so that was a lot of my problem. So it was really getting quiet and meditating and focusing my energy into one thing, which in my case is being an entrepreneur and building this incredible educational community. And I really love it. I love it. I'm passionate about it. I love interacting with each of you. And I think it's really tuning into yourself and figuring out what makes your heart sing and something that you can potentially build out and earn money at because that is critical too. So it's it's really both. But passion is everything because I believe that if you are really passionate, you have good work habits, then the money will follow as long as you're smart about the choices that you're making. Okay. What advice would you give to those families who want to pursue this line of work? Well, I'm always hesitant to give advice because I think, who am I to tell you how to do something? The word advice scares me a little bit because it's kind of like, okay. Um, so here, here's my best answer to that question. Do what works for you and there is no right answer. A number of things to think about along the way is that if you love filmmaking, it's in your soul, you have to do it. I think it's really important to get as much experience as you possibly can, pick the right mate, and being in a relationship is not for everybody. I know a lot of very happy single people in the film industry that have chosen not to be in relationships so that they could put all of their focus on their career, single-mindedly, single-pointedly, without being distracted. And that's okay too. It's really knowing yourself, knowing what your needs are, knowing that if you're going to choose features as Shane has, then that's going to involve sacrifice of some sort. And, you know, you have to come to terms with that. Now for Shane, he is a thoroughbred. The man has to shoot features. He's, he's the thoroughbred. He has to go out and race that race. And he's unhappy if he, if, if I said to him, Hey, you, you can never shoot another feature. It's not working for our family. That wouldn't work for Shane. So I think it's really knowing who you're in relationship and honoring who they are and where their gifts lie. Um, commercials are great and I love commercials because they usually keep you in town a little bit more. It's short bursts of being away. It is um, usually decently paying and you can control your own schedule a little bit more rather than have it dictated for long periods of time by the feature world. What I am grateful to for features is that you can choose to work your tail off for six or seven months straight and then actually take a month off. So it does give some inherent benefits 
Um, I think it's important to, you know, really look at the positives of each and to know that if you're in relationship or in a family in the film industry, there are a lot of benefits and there are some sacrifices. And I think it's coming to terms with those so that you enjoy your life and you don't live in resentment land. And if you want to do documentaries, you know, television keeps you in town long, long hours, um, recovery on the weekend for the day and a half or whatever that you have off because you usually may or may not shift into nights. So it's, it's really understanding who you are, what your energy level is, what you need to be your best self. That's how I, that's the best answer I can give on that one. Question number four, Lydia, you and Shane always seem to be on the go. How do you do it? Do you have some kind of superfood smoothie you drink in the morning or special vitamins you take? When I saw Shane on the Illumination Tour, I couldn't believe the energy that he had day after day. It's got to be something more than just staying hydrated, right? I love this question because I have a personal fascination with energy. The amount of energy we use in a day, the amount we expend, what makes you feel invigorated, what makes you feel drained. I think this is something very, very important to pay attention to because on set, whether you're shooting for 10 hours or 15 hours in a documentary setting, you need to be very aware that you are running a long-term marathon so that you don't exhaust yourself, that this is the marathon, not the sprint. And I think the older we get, the more close attention we pay to energy because we have to. So uh, Shane has an incredible level of energy. I tried to match it when I was younger. <laughs> I thought somehow I had to have the same amount of energy as my husband. And what a joke. Um, I don't have his level of energy. Shane inherited that genetically from his parents and he's very, very blessed and he needs that amount of energy in the film industry. So he's picked the perfect job to match his level of energy. I believe and know to be true that the more passionate you are about something, the more inspired and energetic you feel. So really focus on what drains your energy in the day. I can tell you for myself, if I have to spend too much time in numbers and budgeting and accounting, I feel very energy drained. Doing a podcast like this boosts my energy because it's creative and it's, it's stimulating and it's fun for me. Anything that, that connects me with people boosts my energy. I cannot stand to do technical things on the web. I'm horrible at it. Um, if I had to be a web developer, I would be so miserable. So know where your gifts are, where your strengths lie, and, and really pay attention to what drains your energy. Negativity is a huge energy drainer. So um, that's kind of the big picture of energy. Now to get down to the nitty gritty, because I always think it's fun to know like what, what do other people do? What are their routines? What makes them 
never get sick, seem healthy all the time. So um, here's what Shane and I do. Every single day, or almost every day, for at least 30 minutes, I exercise in one form or another because it's critical to my health and it boosts my energy. And I have to be a good mom a lot of the time solo parenting in the year with Shane gone. So I can't afford to get really energy drained, not to mention be there for my employees, family members, friends. I need a high level of energy. Um, I meditate to quiet my mind. I'm in the habit now of meditating every morning when I get up and I'm trying to do it before I go to bed, but usually I just pass out on my pillow at night. (laughs) So I think that I know I can commit to meditation at first thing in the morning and it quiets my mind. It allows me to set an intention for the day and just become really present and grateful, which sets me up for success throughout my day. Um, So that's something that boosts my energy and I really try to do as often as possible. Vitamins. Okay, so I am not giving any medical advice. I just have to uh, state that up front. This is just my routine and Shane's routine. We can't afford to get sick because if we get sick, then, and I know you can't afford to get sick either. You're supporting your families. You're in the film industry. It's not like you can call in sick to work. So I spend a lot of my time looking at ways to prevent us from getting sick, as does Shane. Um, Ways that we currently do it, we take vitamins and we take a B complex, a C, and a lot of C, like 1,000 milligrams, um, D, magnesium, probiotics, a multivitamin, And I do a multi for women because men and women need different vitamins um, in terms of their multi. Fish oil, digestive enzymes. I think one thing that I'd love to point out, because this is really critical, if you have any sort of food allergies or allergies in general, that can be incredibly energy draining. And I think that being aware, I, I have a food allergy to garlic. And it's a severe allergy where I just feel like Superman and kryptonite. It's terrible and garlic's in everything. So if I have something with garlic, I have to take a digestive enzyme to combat this food allergy that I have. So I think it's really knowing yourself, knowing what allergies you have. You know, maybe you haven't thought of that before, but it was something that really hit me um, in the past six years, this garlic allergy. And I thought, why do I feel so awful after I eat spaghetti that was loaded with garlic? And so I, initially I thought I had a problem with gluten, but it, it really, once I narrowed it down, it was the garlic. So I think it's being in tune with your body, knowing yourself and knowing what allergies you have, where you need to be careful to, with the goal of proactivity and avoiding illness at all costs because being sick on set is the absolute worst. And um, the other thing we do is if we feel like a sore throat coming on or feel as though we're really run down, um, two things, Bragg's apple cider vinegar, which my old babysitter when I was a little girl told me about this. She had me on apple cider vinegar, not brag specifically, but just for good health. And it's something that I don't know why, but it works for us. 
And then the last thing is wellness formula. And again, it, you have to do wellness at the first sign of anything, but it it really is so effective in preventing potentially a full-on cold or flu or whatever your body is experiencing. It's not perfect, um, but at the very least, I think decreasing the severity is um, very, very important. And then you know, I think also just paying attention, you know, our bodies give us so many signals when we're pushing ourselves too hard. Sleep is something that is very, very underrated. And sleep is critical. Sleep deprivation is torture. And we all know this if we've had newborns and are getting two and three hours a night because you just are not optimally functioning. Ariana Huffington has talked about the importance of sleep and really has gone into ways that it impacts your immune system. It impacts your productivity for work. So many ways that sleep is just critical. So I think, again, these are habits, very much like good work habits, but they're self-care habits. And what I know to be true about people in the industry is the self-care is what suffers. They're so conscientious with work. But imagine, or think of it this way, that if you're taking optimal care of yourself, then you can be even better on set. And so it's something that I have such a passion about, as you can tell, (laughs) and I don't want to beat it like a dead horse here, but you know, really um, think about what habits you have in place. Think about what excites you and think about ways that maybe you want to do some research for yourself in this area and share it with our community because I would love to hear what you all have to say and things that work for you because I think it's just very, very critical that we all need to know this information um, so that we can be our best. Okay, question number five. Lydia, Shane has mentioned over and over again how it was your idea to give back to the community and to create the blog in the inner circle. What was it that directly inspired you to create the blog and the inner circle and what drives you to continue to make it better? Well, I'll tell you, and this involves a story um, on Active Valor. So I, I saw the up and down nature of the film industry, and I've really kind of watched it from afar for a while. And I realized that I wanted consistency. And what I mean by that is having Shane home. And after Terminator Salvation, Shane was gone 11 months on Terminator. And that was just way too long. And I was kind of like Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind where uh, that was my max. I drew my line in the sand and I thought, you know, how can I create something to have him home more and find a way eventually for us to earn money by doing that. And it it really was, I had hit my wall at that point. I wanted my husband back. And so I went for a week on Active Valor to visit Shane on set. I left my kids. We had a little couple getaway with um, 
you know, they were well taken care of. And um, with the babysitter that had been with us forever, and I went to the Bahamas to go see Shane for a week. And that was a crazy shoot. And so he was gone long days, but there in the evening, and we had two weekends together. So I had a lot of time. I'm not a big sunbather. And I thought, how can I use my time wisely here? And that's really where I was creatively inspired to create you know, what we started with the blog. And it it was in such a different iteration than it is today. I mean, I look back at that and, and laugh and I'm so pleased and grateful with this amazing team that we've built to have it in the form that it is. And I'm continuously inspired to grow it, to make it better. Now that comes from my dad. And it was that it's never good enough. Complacency was something in my family that was just not tolerated. And this is a tricky thing in life because I think that you have to look behind you at certain times and really reflect. And Jacob and Ross Hamill brought this up recently in the Inner Circle. I believe it was Ross, that it's very important to reflect on where you've come. And that is so true. But I think what's critical is that you reflect, you pat yourself on the back and you, you really do take a moment and say, wow, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I worked hard this year. Look at what we've accomplished. And that's kind of a December thing for me with, with my team, or maybe twice a year, like July and and December, we have a moment, we celebrate it with like a barbecue or something and say, Hey, good for us. We worked hard you know, let's enjoy this. And then the very next day it's, and now what are we doing? How can we improve this? And Shane has been somebody that constantly challenges himself to improve his skill set, even after 25 years, you know, it's, you could view it, I guess, as a little bit of never thinking that you know it all. And that is so important. There's a humbling quality to that because you could have shot for 50 years and still learn. And I think it's the minute that you close yourself off or you think that you have it down, that's ego and a very, very, very dangerous place to live. And I do things as removed from the ego as possible because I think when you're living in possibility and you're you're constantly living in vision and trying to figure out improvements and listen deeply to people and what is it that they are seeking and wanting and then putting systems in place from a business standpoint. I'm just going to do a 30-second piece of business here because it's so critical. It's like I talk with Ben on my team all the time about systems and efficiency and the importance of systematizing. Because if you have something systematized, it leaves you so open to do research, to put your energy elsewhere other than constantly having to pick up the pieces. So I could just say that I really believe in budgeting systems. For us, you know, we have an entire system for content um, shooting, delivery, editing. If we didn't have a system, we could never do what we're doing. And you have very clear communication with a calendar and deadlines and, 
you know, the systematizing is so important because you become really maximally efficient when your systems are, are like engines just running. And then your team doesn't feel bogged down and really scattered because it's one fire after another, right? If you are constantly feeling, and whether it's on set or in other areas that you're just putting out one fire after another, really look closely at your systems. Now, I know on set things constantly change. So sometimes it is a firestorm or late weather, all of these, you know, um, these different elements interplay with your systems. But I think it's, it's, having the communication, written communication with your team. What are you shooting for the next day? What is the plan of action? Especially on the impossible day. A lot of proactivity with systems, making sure that everybody is clued into the shot list and what they're responsible for goes such a long way. Okay, um, lastly on this, the only other thing that I want to add is I'm a curious individual. And I think curiosity is something that is so important in driving to make things better. Because if you're bored easily, as I am, and you're a very curious person, that just inherently goes with what else could we do, the living in possibility. And that makes it exciting and vibrant. So I kind of wanted to end that question on that thought and move to question number six. Question number six is a great question because it's what challenges have you overcome that helped shape you as a leader? And the challenges, you know, we've discussed throughout this, um, I think this podcast already, but the challenge of living with mental illness, the challenge of being a part of the family in the industry, the challenge of believing in yourself and maximizing your skill set, all of those challenges. To me, the, the most important challenge to be a great leader is really learning to accept failure and not be scared of failure. Failure happens for a reason or hitting a roadblock or something not working out. And, and it's because you need to change and shift direction. And so I think it's not being consumed by the failure, keeping your ego out of it, saying, hey, you know what? We tried that and it just didn't work for whatever reason we thought it was going to. It seemed like a great idea. You know, speaking now as a voice of all but visuals, we've tried so many things over the years, over this past six years. Some things have worked very well. Other things have worked so-so. Some things just we didn't roll out because it just didn't work. And so it's not getting caught up in the, oh my God, I put so much time and energy into it. I've done things that made decisions and Shane too, we've, you know, wasted money, quote unquote, because we've tried things that didn't work. But the bottom line is, is that we've put ourselves out there. We've been fearless. We've tried it. We don't have regrets. And I think that that is the piece 
that has helped me shape me as a fearless leader is that I'm not scared to try. I listen deeply to my people. My We have an amazing team that helps us. Shane and I could not possibly do this ourselves. And without our team, I feel that we would really be lost. And, and so it's really giving credit to our awesome team. And then um, listening, listening deeply, really listening. And sometimes it's hard to hear. Sometimes you don't want to hear what people are telling you. But it's getting over that and having the difficult conversations because that's what makes the team extraordinary. And great leadership comes with laser focus and vision and a really accurate game plan. If if your team doesn't know what your goals are, where you're going, what you're trying to achieve, they have no opportunity for massive success. And so my question to myself always, and I know Shane's too, is how do we set people up for success? That is our number one question. And we do that with clarity, with great communication, with a written roadmap, because we're visual. You know, I am not an auditory learner. And I think it's really important to know your learning style. It's like, if you can give me a visual on paper, that works for me. And so really look at, are you an auditory, a visual, a tactile learner, a combination of both? What works? And then it's advocating for yourself. And I say this to my to my team all the time. If something isn't working, you need I need to know about it so that I can shift and, you know, change it up, change a deadline. But if I don't know what's happening through great communication, then I can't help. And let's see if there's anything else I wanted to say. Um, I think really knowing where your people shine the best. So it's a combination of when you're leading a team, whether it's an onset team, you're a one-man band, but you may have one other person helping you out here and there. It's knowing where their skill set lies, putting them in the right position. And that is so critical. Because you can have an amazing person in the wrong position and you will get terrible performance because they they hate their job. They don't enjoy doing what they're doing. And it's not that you're going to love every single thing that you do all the time. But I think it's really maximizing the skill set by placing people in the right position. So your managers love leadership or hopefully they love managing others and telling them what to do. And then the worker bees love being a worker bee. They don't want to do strategy necessarily, right? So it's it's really understanding people on such a deep level, having great communication, strategy, and, you know, really a clear roadmap with very, very specific goals. To me, Um, sets you up and and shapes you to be a great leader. Okay, last question. What are your accomplishments you're most proud of? And what are Shane's accomplishments that you're most proud of? This one is very tricky for me to answer because I feel, and I'm going to start with Shane, that there's so much with Shane that I'm proud of. 
Um, and I'll kind of give you my laundry list on a personal level and on a professional level. So on a personal level, I am proud of who Shane is, his values, his ethics, his integrity, his passion, his ability to be an amazing father to my children and a wonderful spouse to me, you know, um, his ability to what he's accomplished in the film industry and on a professional level and the, the ability to choose work that he loves to do. I think we're so proud of that and grateful for that. And the fact that Shane shows up on set with as much passion as any cinematographer I know, how much he loves his job. I'm incredibly proud of that and his family. And I think over the years, um, you know, sometimes there's the conflict of, of job and not able to be there for family. And, and yet when, you know, I know, um, Shane is proud of his family and what we do and, and loves being with us. So I think it's important to keep that in mind as well. Um, I am very proud of his God-given talent to light and the way that he uses that and his humor and positive attitude. I think that I'm going to end on those two for Shane. He has a wicked sense of humor. And in life, we need a lot of humor because life happens and challenges are thrown our way. And somehow you can slice through all of it with funny humor and wisdom. And I think that Shane is a very, very wise individual and he's grown into himself. I mean, again, I've known him for, I don't know how many decades now. Um, and he's grown into himself. So he has become so wise and caring and loving and passionate, kind of all wrapped up into one. Um, and I love his heart. So that's, that's what I'm the most proud of in terms of Shane's accomplishments. In terms of the movies specifically, um, I am very incredibly proud of The Greatest Game Ever Played, of Fathers and Daughters, of We Are Marshall, because we had so much personally going on during that movie that the fact that, you know, Shane was able to focus and complete it was amazing. Um, I'm proud of what he's currently doing on Adventurers because it's multiple languages, you know, multiple countries, again, the, trying new things with technology. So I'm really proud of every movie Shane, Shane's done, The Rat Pack, because that was his his first one. It's so hard to pick. So I'm sorry if I'm going on and on and on, but you can see that I'm very proud of his many accomplishments. And I think actually just one more, um, it's the way that he's mentoring young filmmakers and, and giving back to this industry that makes me the absolutely most proud. In terms of accomplishments that I'm proud of, um, I think I am proud of my... I love being a parent. I'm so proud of my children. I'm proud of my relationship with Shane. I always have to start out personally because um, that's coming from my heart. 
I'm proud of what we've done at Hurlbut Visuals and the Inner Circle and this um, vibrant community that we have started. But it's very difficult to me for me to take credit for that because you all build that. So I think I'm proud we created it. And then I'm grateful to all of you for participating and believing in it. I'm so proud of my team and what they do for us every single day and the passion in which they deliver and the the crazy deadlines that we set and they meet every single week. And I'm proud of the relationships that we have established over the years. I think that's something I'm very, very proud of. I, I We have long lasting relationships with people in the film industry and outside of the film industry, great friends. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day in life, it's your professional relationships, it's your friendships, it's your family relationship. Everything comes down to relationship and feeling grateful for the success that you have. So um, I'm in a place of extreme gratitude. I look forward to mentoring women. I feel that there's a lot that I still have left to do. And so it's kind of weird for me to say what I'm proud of because I feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much more to contribute um, on, you know, within the inner circle. We are just a little heads up. We're very excited. We're making changes that we hope that you will all really enjoy. And in the next few months, and we're going to be rolling those out in the fall and improvements in your experience on the website, things like that. We're also um, very excited to roll out our content shooting for next year based on what you've asked for. So that's something that's coming up as an opportunity in the fall and always open to your suggestions for whatever else you would like to see and here and have us do with this extraordinary community. So thank you all. Shane is on deck for the August podcast. So stay tuned for that. And thank you for your generous listening. What helps you become a better filmmaker? Knowledge, practice, consistency. That's exactly what happens in our loving film community of shanesinnercircle.com. Knowledge you can trust, people that care. If you want your questions answered, join us at shanesinnercircle.com. Hi, I'm Shane Hurlbut, and I'm an ASC cinematographer. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the Filmmakers Academy podcast. Take advantage of monthly virtual group mentorships, networking events, and new content released weekly by becoming a member today. Join today and get $20 off your first month by using the promo code FAPOD20. That is F-A-P-O-D-20. And join the number one resource for cinematographers, film crews, and do-it-all filmmakers.